1: Here's the real State of the Union. Over the past two years, under Biden, millions and millions of illegal aliens from 160 different countries have stormed across our southern border. Drug cartels are now raking in billions of dollars from smuggling poison to kill our people and to kill our children. Savage killers, rapists, and violent criminals are being released from jail. To continue their crime wave, and under Biden the murder rate has reached the highest in the history of our country. Biden and the radical Democrats have wasted trillions of dollars and caused the worst inflation in half a century. Real wages are down 21 months in a row. Gas prices have soared and are now going up much higher than even before, and the typical American family is paying $2,200 in increased energy and food costs each year. Joe Biden's weaponized Justice Department, and I'm a victim of it, is persecuting his political opponents. His administration is waging war on free speech. They're trying to indoctrinate and mutilate our children. He's leading us to the brink of World War III, and on top of all of that, he's the most corrupt president in American history, and it's not even close. But the good news is, we are going to reverse every single crisis, calamity, and disaster that Joe Biden has created. I am running for President to end the destruction of our country and to complete the unfinished business of making America great again. We will make our country better than ever before, and we will always put America
2: the United States. This is America, Jack. We're Americans!
3: This is the power of suggestion. The ultimate gala spectacle. You want to hear the truth? Yeah, I want to hear the truth. The, the, the truth is, its cruel symptoms can
4: strike anyone. <laughs> Th- that's all I'm going to say at this time.
0: What creates an extraordinary life is an extraordinary mindset.
4: Now that I got your attention, listen to this. Let's
2: go!
3: We're now in the approach phase. Everything looking good. The Wayne Dupree program.
2: And welcome to the Wayne Dupree show, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Hutch Bailey Jr. I'm coming to you from my studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Let me shift it over to Minnesota
3: hey top of the morning everybody uh welcome to the post state of the union recap what a uh, what a debacle it was the hate of the
2: union address all right yeah wayne dupree is currently uh serving his nation uh, in the maryland court system so he'll be back tomorrow uh, we've got some interesting things going on yeah that that was a uh, you know the first thing that i noticed and i actually took notes i don't usually do that uh but i know that you know you i'll forget details if i don't do that so oh, yeah. i i think initially the first thing i felt was how feeble biden looked at the beginning you know i mean it was it ended up he ended up being uh he ended up surpassing my goals i mean what i thought he was going to do i didn't think he was going to uh tell the truth at all and he didn't but you know the the guy's got some orating skills I oh, got to yeah. give it to him. i gotta give it and we'll get to that but uh initially when i first saw him what an embarrassment what an embarrassment to 350 million americans uh that this is all we have this is our best and our brightest we've got a room full of clowns and, and, and a and a clapping seal in the front i mean it's just uh
3: I got to say, just watching the start of it, the whole thing was surreal. I mean, you had Kristen Cinema dressed like a butterfly. You had Kamala kissing Doug Emmer on the lips. He, I mean, it was just it was just spectacle. And but I I will give it up to Joe Biden once his drugs kick in and he's actually awake. Like the guy can give a speech. I mean, I guess after doing it for sixty years, you should be pretty good at giving speeches. So, um, and what was funny too is there was a leaked copy of his speech online. I think I texted it to you guys last night, and he was reading it word for word. It was uh, it was pretty remarkable. So there was about three spots where he went off script, and and that was it.
2: And just you know, the the thing about it is is that we really needed a State of the Union address last night right this country and the rest of the world needed one and they didn't get one i mean you know when you look at the major events that have happened in the biden administration the the biggest all-encompassing most important thing secondary to the ukraine world war iii situation and china the most important domestic thing is the mo the biggest movement of money in the history of the world right occurred in the last two years anybody who says that Joe Biden is an inconsequential president is kidding themselves. Right. This guy, Joe Biden, along with Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy, uh, have moved in three three acts, they have moved $10 trillion yep. from, from taxpayers to left-wing causes. Uh, it started with the uh, American Rescue Plan. You know, that was... Uh, and each one of these is over a trillion dollars. Right. And each one of these... Republicans supported, in some way, shape, or form. Some more than others.
3: But yeah, you're seeing uh, after COVID the greatest transfer of wealth and movement of money, and advancement of dependency on the government in the history of the republic. I mean, it's it's terrifying. And then they're flat out coming out saying it too. There, you know, the the Inflation Reduction Act is the largest investment ever in green energy. Whoa, 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 whoa. That wasn't a green energy deal. That was supposed to cut down inflation. Well, it was know? three.
2: It was three. It was first. It was build back better. Right. And then then it's the infrastructure bill and, and the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. I mean, that, that's trillions of dollars right into green energy. It's the fourth. It's the World Economic Forum's plan. Right. To force us to transition to a fake economy. You know, the green green economy, which there's no such thing.
3: Right. It it doesn't exist.
2: Without subsidies, there's no way.
3: Um, Well, and even just like, do you remember the last Trump state of the unions when they were fact checking in real time? And every time he would say something, they would like apply context or, or that sort of thing. And Joe Biden can just go out there and throw out any make believe number any way he wants. And and even after in the after show recaps, nobody challenges him on it. And it's remarkable. You know, like he talks about cutting the deficit. Well, he's comparing to the pandemic year of 2020. So, of course, when we shut down the economy and we spend all this money to keep people at home, yeah, of course you're going to cut the deficit the following year. Or when he talks about 12 million jobs added, yeah, all those people that the government forced to stay home in 2020 went back to work. So yeah, naturally, like you're gonna have a bunch of, if you're gonna count that as new job creation, but that's not new jobs, like-
2: It's all all pretending. Right. There's a third level to this money movement too, and that was the omnibus bill. Right. So you've got three bills in two years that have transferred more money from taxpayers to the government, wherever they wanted it to go than ever. Right. Than ever before. I mean, it's ridiculous. and, and. you know, let's, let's get to the let's get to the speech, the nuts and bolts a little bit. Let's talk about uh something that I noticed right away and this is the orate the orating skills I was telling you. You know, it's let's finish the job. Let's finish right. the job 20 30 times. And, and it didn't work on me, but there's people it worked on. Oh, yeah. You know, and and it's sad, but that is the truth. I mean, but what about the you're talking about uh Kirsten Cinema? <laughs> what what about all these accessories? Right. Did you did you see Santos with, with a Gadsden flag pin right pel pin I mean and what about Romney oh Romney my god get, Romney and Santos going back and forth at each other
3: right well yeah. how about the only Ukraine flag representation is Mitch McConnell with his blue and yellow flag
2: a lot of them had pins but that was sickening
3: yeah just think of that it's it's he's a
2: troll he's a troll Kentucky you suck right I'm so I'm sorry I know Pennsylvania does too so does Minnesota <laughs> right yeah uh, we <laughs> but you know really this is this guy is he's a cancer right he, he really is to be to be pushing for a war that you know you're not going to go to
3: and Right. you don't have any I don't think
2: he has any kids does he He might I don't know
3: uh but, yeah I'd have to look God that would be terrifying little turtles running around so but yeah this war in Ukraine stuff I mean I was surprised there was less talk of that last night Um, and I mean, there was less flags than I saw. I mean, I saw a lot of abortion pins on people's. Did you see the
2: 1870 pin? Yeah. On the congressional black caucus. They wore a pin in a state of the union address to commemorate the first free black man killed by police. Right. That's what that pin was. This is where they're at. These people are not unifiers. These are communists. These are Marxist scum is what they are. Right. Right. It's really horrible. It is. I mean, you got Elizabeth Warren's wearing a crayon. What was up with that?
3: I don't know. I was looking online to see if anybody figured out why the hell she was wearing a crayon. So maybe it's something with her Native American heritage. Maybe the Native Americans, like, they like crayons. I don't know.
2: I don't know. Maybe she eats them, ate them when she was a kid. Um, (laughs) But one thing I did like, and although I couldn't hear it because I was listening on C-SPAN, uh, was the the Republicans fought back a couple of times and I think it's about damn time.
3: Oh yeah. You
2: know, you guys got a scrap. I mean, it, this uh listen how they how they, I hope I can hear this cuz I got a little bit of technical difficulties here. So I might not be able to uh, uh articulate exactly what he's saying, but it might work. Um one one thing that happened was uh Biden went off script. Yep. when he was talking and he started talking about we really are going to need oil and gas and uh, the place kind of 10 years run- Interrupted
5: erupted. A little. The production. And when I talked to a couple of them, they say, we're afraid you're going to shut down all the oil wells and all the uh, oil refineries anyway. So why should we invest in them? I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. And that's going to exceed <laughs> and beyond that. We're going to need it. Production. If they had, in fact, invested in the production to keep gas prices down instead, they use the record profits to buy back their own stock, rewarding the CEOs and shareholders. Corporations ought to do the right thing.
3: <laughs> that was
5: spectacular.
2: Yeah, it was great. And, and it's about time, you know. But, you know, there there was some ups and downs. and You know, did you see Mitt Romney clapping with the Democrats and Kevin McCarthy's clapping at the wrong times? And it's just like. So I thought it was
3: funny, too, when the Republicans spoke out and then everybody does outrage, you know, all the lefties like, I can't believe how disrespectful they are. MTG brings in a big white balloon. It was. uh, and, And, you know, it's funny after Nancy Pelosi crossed the Rubicon by tearing up the Trump speech, like, I don't think you can I don't think you can ever go back. You know, it is like this is bloody knuckles. You know, I use the phrase that politics is a blood sport and it's, it's so odd. So.
2: It is. And, 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 you know, another, another real strong moment that Biden had, I, I mean, well, first of all, let, let's just, he, he, he took, he, he recognized the ambassador from Ukraine. Right. And I think I know what happened. I'm, I'm watching this and I'm looking at him looking at his notes and I'm, because of the words are the, the stories in the media are, that he forgot her name. And right. I don't think that's what happened. I think what happened, he's like, I'm not gonna try to say that word. Right. That's that's what I'm thinking. Of, Cause he was looking at it and he's like.
3: I can't pronounce oh, that on a good day and it's uh, right. past my bedtime. <laughs>
2: and I mean, doing stories, I know that there's names like that right? in, in Ukraine. I mean, it's just the way it is. Uh, that whole Eastern Europe is hard to, for somebody that speaks English to translate it first into, into uh, our alphabet right and then into trying to pronounce it so yeah uh,
3: there's a lot of letters in there a lot of combinations <laughs> that don't normally don't normally apply so
2: so let's uh see what uh, uh he, he talks about about china and some things we got a lot of clips here so uh bear with me
5: before i came to office the story was about how the Re- people's republic of china was increasing its power and america was failing in the world not anymore
2: <laughs> So I'm going to have to get with Wayne and figure out how he pulls those videos down at the bottom and uh does that because I don't know how to do that and
3: I should That's why he shouldn't leave us unattended, Hutch.
2: No, I'm all right. I just can't I can't hear. I got to pretend like I heard what we just what he just said.
3: Uh, what Joe Biden was saying is that uh, he was saying that we were putting China in their place. It was that part of the speech, and and I gotta say, it's funny just seeing people's reactions when he's talking about oh the economy's never been better. Oh, here's this stat about the economy, and oh we're so strong compared to China. Nobody can believe that. Like you went it was funny I was sitting next to my wife and she's watching the speech and she's like have you gone to the grocery store? Have you gone to have you looked at the price of eggs and milk? Our grocery bills gone up 30%. And you're telling me that the economy's good, inflation's good? Like what in the heck are you doing? Do you and remember so-
2: do you remember when Donald Trump uh parlayed up against Big Pharma and got the prices of drugs down to international norms? Yes. Remember when he did did you see freaking Biden do a Ron DeSantis on him? Right.
3: He came out and it. he
2: took credit for all that.
3: Well, that's what's funny is like his day one thing, two things he did was cancel the Keystone pipeline and make it difficult for for oil companies to get drilling permits. And then the other thing he did is he got rid of I'm a diabetic. He got rid of the Donald Trump $35 insulin cap. And then last night, he got a roaring standing ovation because two years later, he puts the insulin cap that Donald Trump had back in place. And it's like, I mean, that's that's where my brain's blowing up with how many people are like, oh, my God, nice job, Joe Biden. Nice job, Joe Biden. You got the $35 insulin. It's like, are you freaking nuts? Donald Trump had that two, three years ago. Like, that was a thing. And the same thing with the international... The international oil prices or the international uh, prescription costs. But I got to say the Chuspa moments, like when he was really ballsy, was when he was talking about the oil production. So to put this in perspective, oil companies allocate a big chunk of their budget to go find more oil wells. And when Joe Biden came in, he shut all that down, the Keystone Pipeline, he made it difficult to get any sort of drilling permits. So these companies like The money they had allocated to put into all these finding new oil, they didn't spend because they couldn't because they can't get permits. And then that's caused their profits to go up just like you. If all of a sudden you didn't have to pay a bill, your profit would go up. And they didn't have any anywhere to really reallocate it to it. And then he's calling them out. It's like you've made it impossible for them to drill new wells, and then you're calling them out for profits and decreased production. It is. Let me let me
2: bring one more element to that in to make it a, a little bit more understandable. You've seen uh, a term bannered around ESG. Hmm. It's called environmental, sustainability, and governance. Yep. Right. And you've got companies like BlackRock that provide the capital. For these oil companies to explore and and, and drill new, new new oil wells and things like that, they're completely green, mm. and they, and they're they're not they're making it harder for these oil companies to get money. Now I'm not saying they don't have any, but they've decided. It's clear to me they've decided they're trying to put us out of business. Let's make sure we get our own money back. Right, and I don't blame them one bit. Nope, I don't blame them one single bit. They ought to do that because everybody's arrayed around them in the whole world, in the whole Western world. Uh, to try to take them down. There's 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 maniacs all over the place. Right. In the World Economic Forum and everything else. What he said was right. And he's not going to be able to do what he said he's going to do. Right. Triple, quadruple the, the fees and whatnot. And and what about him talking about all those fees? I mean, I'm I'm listening to this guy, and I'm going resort fee. Why don't you put something on the city of Pittsburgh that they can't charge those kind of fees? Right. You know, not the businesses. What about the government's doing it? I got an amusement tax to go on a boat here. You know what I mean? It's unbelievable.
3: Well, yeah, and he's limiting the fees that private companies charge. And maybe that's a problem. Maybe I've just led an isolated life. But anytime I go to a resort or take a trip, like, you review the fees and here's the costs and all that. And, like, that's something that's in the State of the Union. Like, I didn't know that was a a big thing. And then I was also struck by, too, when he was doing the Oprah thing. You remember when Oprah had that one show where she's like, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. Like, he hits the middle of the speech, and he's like, we're going to give you free child care. We're going to give you free this. We're going to give you free that. We're
2: class free- warfare. Right. class warfare. I mean, when the guy first came out, first I'm watching Jill. Right. right. Jill, Jill was on pins and needles. She doesn't know what this guy's going to do. Right. And he's, he's walking down. He's kissing all the black ladies. Yeah. You know, if you noticed, I mean, this was all staged and, you know, he he comes up and she is so relieved when he started talking, but did you hear the way he started it? Hello, hello, hello. Right. I like, what was that? Man, you're the president of the United States. Yeah. Corn pop, you know, but it, it, it's, uh, and, and the thing that that got me probably the most now his, his high point, his high point. What was this girl's name? His high point was Sarah from Cincinnati. Oh yeah. The iron worker. That was that was smooth. That was good. That was smooth, man. That, that had me cheering almost. Yep. You know, that was like, okay, this guy. That's when I that's when I text you guys, this guy's good. Right. It was right after that happened. That was like, but you know the, the thing that really offended me is the Democrat crime family sent out their soldiers in twenty twenty, in the summer of twenty twenty. They cite they sent out their racist soldiers in BLM and their communist soldiers in Antifa. And they burned down leftist cities all over the country. Right. And he blamed that on COVID.
3: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And I mean, I keep going back to it and I'm gonna keep saying it, but if we had an honest media, we like, how much better would the country be? Like all this stuff, last night the post show recaps should have all been fact-checked. Should have been. He lied about this. He lied about that. He lied about the other. Here's what's going on. Instead, I was like, I was watching a little MSNBC, and they were they were doing the Trump called soldiers idiots lie, which has been debunked. And but it's on. You got Rachel Maddow and another clown sitting there. I'm like, Joe Biden just told 25 lies, blatant lies right in the state of the union and you, somehow you guys are making this about Trump like how how on earth is that even possible it's
2: it's amazing um we had a a guy that I'm sitting there trying to figure because I, I didn't realize it was Paul Pelosi yet <laughs> and I'm like yeah, why is this dude in the inside with a hat on right and that's because his head got caved in but let's-
5: it's the most fundamental thing of all with democracy everything's possible Without it, nothing is. For the last few years, our democracy has been threatened and attacked, put at risk, put to the test in this very room on January the 6th. And then just a few months ago, an unhinged big lie assailed and unleashed a political violence at the home of the then speaker of the House of Representatives. Using the very same language the insurrectionists used, as they stalked these halls and chanted on January 6th. Here tonight in this chamber is a man who bears the scars of that brutal attack, but is as tough and as strong and as resilient as they get. My friend Paul Pelosi, Paul Stanley. Such a heinous act, should have never happened. We must all speak out. There's no place for political violence in America. We have to protect the right to vote, not suppress the fundamental right. Honor the results of our elections, not subvert the will of the people. We have to uphold the rule of law and restore trust in our institutions of democracy. And we must give hate and extremism in any form no safe harbor. Democracy must not be a partisan issue. It's an American issue. Every generation of Americans has faced a moment where they have been called to protect our democracy. Defend it, stand up for it.
2: No shame. No shame at all. I mean, well, how the, just, hell do you, how do you put those two together?
3: And just to recap the Paul Pelosi story. There was a crazy borderline homeless nudist who the, the, the spot he lived in has an LGBTQ flag in the front of it in San Francisco that broke in and he was spouting some deep tape conspiracy stuff. But he is not a mega Republican. Like, don't put him on us. You know, yeah, we got enough crazies. On if our you're side.
2: a Democrat, if you're a Democrat, you should be pissed off. Right. That, that they think that you are that stupid right that you would buy that that's what i would get out of that i would be mad if if some republican tried to pull that on me i'd be i'd dis I, i'd be gone
3: right you know, well and I, it's I, it's remarkable too just like all the numbers they spout out and th- with no you know i mentioned about the wife screaming about the grocery prices you know they talk about the un the unemployment rate if you look at the number of americans working the number is down significantly from 2019. The unemployment rate.
2: Like forty percent like down.
3: Right. And if you look at the unemployment rate, it is lower because it doesn't count the people that quit looking for a job. I mean it's forty percent. I,
2: I saw something the other day, it showed a graph and it showed that from I forget what the last year was. I think this is only one year, but it might be two. Right. But it's down forty percent lower. I think the top unemployment the top employment rate was during Trump and I think it was up to 80% in the 80, 85. Something like that. And then you look now and it's like, you gotta be kidding me, man. Right. What are all these people doing? And I'll tell you the, the, uh, he said about bringing jobs back. Yeah, you're gonna bring jobs back and all the workers are coming from Mexico, Jack. Right. (laughs) These people are not, you think you're gonna go get a, a no skill job for $15 an hour, you better wake up. Good luck. That stuff's all coming down because here's what the plan is. And I don't know how many people are aware of this, but these idiots, these anti-American people that hate you, their plan is to get rid of inflation. And the way they're going to do that is by bringing all those Mexicans in here, and and they're going to lower wages. Yep, That's how they're going to get rid of inflation, by lowering wages.
3: You guys a are lot- screwed. Right, and, and a lot on. of the folks that are coming in, the illegals, you know, a lot of the jobs they're performing, that money is coming out of our, our economy, going back home, yeah. and it's not paying Social Security taxes or income taxes or any of that kind of stuff. I mean, And it's even, all even the if
2: they do, they're going to lower your, your standard of living. Correct. If you're falling into this mess, you're, you're about ready to get stung. Right. You know, all you got to do is watch any of those videos of this massive humanity coming across. Mm -hmm. You look at that. There's over a million new people in the workforce now,
3: right right now
2: in the workforce. And you idiots are sitting at home.
3: Yeah. Two and a half million people. I think the stats up to last year knows two and a half million. And that's who they encountered. That doesn't include all the ones that they haven't encountered. It's over 200,000 a month. It's it's truly remarkable. And when he has the gall, when Joe Biden has the gall to talk about. Well, the Republicans need to pass immigration reform or whatnot. It's like, are you kidding me? You had control of the House and the Senate for two years. You could have got whatever done that you wanted with immigration, but your policies were so awful that even your own caucus wouldn't support it. Don't put that on Republicans, you know. But
2: but just for the record, we had the chance to do it too.
3: We did, yeah. Well, and it's and more funny than in that-
2: more than one administration.
3: And that's what's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine about the Trump DeSantis thing, not to go down that rabbit hole. But looking back at the missed opportunity for 2016, 17, 18 and the obstruction that the Uniparty put on President Trump from just doing simple things, it it you know, in the moment. You get caught up in it and you don't really realize, but when you go back and look and say what were all the policy positions he had that should have been universally supported by the party and implemented, and they didn't do it. And it was Paul Ryan, it was Mitch McConnell, it was the Uniparty and And the and Koch brothers why, of the US
2: Chamber of Commerce. And cheers to you, Kevin McCarthy, for and Scalise, for shutting the US Chamber of Commerce out. Right. Cheers, cheers for that. Right. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's genuine, but it looked good.
3: Yeah. And I got to say McCarthy's performing better than I expected, you know, now what we're going to see. So like today's a critical day because there's a house uh, hearing about Twitter with Yoel Roth and suppression of that. So like today's a test because they're going to get those people up there and they're going to get them admitting to what they did to suppress now, what are you going to do about it? Like, it's great you had the hearing, but what's going to happen? See, and
2: that, and that's why I'm so mad at Mitch McConnell and Tom Cotton and the rest of the traitors in the Senate. Right. Because they would have had the ability to do something if they Correct. would have had those purse strings. Right. But but the Republican Party, the Senate and the Republican Party, bushwhacked that. Right. No more pretending. That's what happened. And that's why this is kind of farcical watching these hearings. Because there's nothing they can do. The only thing they could do is refer it to the DOJ.
3: Right. Well, I mean, I think hopefully they learned something from what the Democrats did in the January 6th, where they made it like January 6th was so out there with the assistance of the complicit media that they didn't need any charges against Trump. You were able to selectively put out what you did and convince a significant percentage of the population that that was a thing, January sixth, and and we need to take that same we need to take that same approach, and we need to make sure that the video gets disseminated and distributed to enough of the populace so that people are like, holy cow, because you know stuff's going to come out of there, and there are some platforms like Twitter, which isn't perfect, but you can actually share and debunk, and it, when enough people see. The complicity of the federal government in censoring speech—I would hope they get mad. And I, I, I'm more some, optimistic than you about that. But
2: well, I mean, there's—I I read an article that started breaking down the the numbers a little bit, and, and that was a little a little disturbing. And and the whole thing is uh, talking about can Donald Trump win in 2024? And there's a whole bunch of different quote-unquote media people out there. That have been, uh, they've, they've signed on to the fact that, that Trump is unelectable and toxic and all the rest of this garbage. Right. Um, but in the middle of that, you know, you see that, uh, the millennials and Gen Z, some of the beliefs these people have, uh, 68% of those two generations would vote for an avowed socialist candidate. Right. You know, I mean, this is, this is, we're, we're up against something really bad here. Uh, in 2020, the, the 44% of the vote, in 2024, they will account for 52% of the vote. Um, and, you know, 55 to 38 voted for Hillary versus Donald Trump. Uh, and, and, and I mean, it's just the belief system of, of some of these people uh, that's been drilled into them. And, right. and, and the sad part about it, and I know this from my own family, um, it's not the smartest kids. It's the best students. Right. The best students never miss one lie. Yep. They never miss one talking point, and they can't change the oil in their car, but they'll vote for a communist. And they're, they're not all about free speech. They think that censorship is the way to go, and they well, think and- that capitalism is hurting them. I mean, it, it just goes on and on.
3: Well, and if you look, to communism from a sales pitch is significantly better than capitalism on its surface. Hey, here's communism. Everybody gets free stuff. Everybody gets to kind of choose, and it's this cushy life where you can do whatever. Meanwhile, capitalism, you gotta go out there, you gotta scratch, you gotta work your butt off, and you get to keep what you have. And when you're young and you're looking at it and you're going, like, you know what? I I don't I wouldn't mind a free house, and yeah, I wouldn't they, mind they'd ne- free-
2: they never starve me out like Rox right. and Tongue did. They yeah. They never starve me out like Stalin did the Ukrainians. Right. You know, I mean, uh, that's the thing they don't teach you.
3: Right. You know, yeah. don't
2: don't have an idea.
3: Well, and that's what's funny, too, because ultimately somebody's got to do the work. And I mean, if you look at, at communist countries, you know, when they go there, socialist, whatever term you want to use, like, they go through that initial phase where like life's great because you have all this money that you pull and you can divvy out. And, and then all of a sudden when it's like, okay, well, nobody's doing any work. We better get back to people doing work. Then all of a sudden things start getting wild, right? And that's and the, the story then that's of when, the, real,
2: at the real first Thanksgiving. Right. With Colonel Bradford.
3: Yep. But, you know, there's
2: two things. My father was big into politics. I was actually born in D.C. Uh, and he said, he was a Democrat. He said that socialism is the best form of government as long as I'm the king. right. You know, and Margaret Thatcher said something similar. Socialism is great until you run out of other people's money. Right. You know, so th- there it is. I mean, it's uh, it's something. I noticed something that I really didn't like. I saw when Biden came up and he met uh, Mark Milley, he freaking saluted him. Right. And I mean, that doesn't mean anything to most people, but I was in the military for a long time. And there's a couple of things you don't do. You don't You don't initiate a salute to one of your subordinates, for one thing. And he did that. Right. You also don't salute inside. Right. And you also don't salute when you don't have a cover on. Right. You know, and so none of those criteria were met. It's, I know it's minutiae, but I catch things. I, I looked at General Milley. To me, he looked like a general in the DPRK. He looked like a North Korean general with his
6: uniform. Oh.
5: Today... We're in the strongest position in decades to compete with China or anyone else in the world, anyone else in the world. And I'm committed. I'm committed to work with China where we can advance American interests and benefit the world. But make no mistake about it, as we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country, and we did. The Navy guy looked right. I didn't. That's the first time I think
2: I saw a Marine with that much that many decorations. Usually, Marines don't have it like that. Yeah, no, I was gonna no, say the two Army guys look like fools.
3: Yeah, I mean, all these guys with the big placards, and I don't think they've won a war. That's what, what I was
2: gonna say. Where'd they get them? Right. You know, probably uh, Grenada or something or Panama. Who knows? But uh, I, I just don't. I think that's a bad look. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Uh, well, it's so,
3: interesting too because I mean I, I wasn't blessed to serve in the military like you and Wayne did, but I mean it's all tradition and rules and it's about Used to be. Yeah. That's how it that's how a military functions appropriately. You know, and looking at it from the outside, it's like conformity and, and like all the details matter because when you're out in the battlefield, all the details matter, you know, a bolts loose, somebody dies, you know, that's how it works.
2: That's something that gets driven in to you from the very beginning. It's called attention to detail.
3: Yep. You know, and it, it's
2: really important. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, and I, I just, I look at that and it's like, you guys, man, you have no shame. Right. <laughs> you called your Chinese counterpart and told you you're, you're going to up. I mean it just uh
3: it well and my the mind. Millie story is just remarkable. So now they're saying that there was balloons and they didn't tell Trump because they thought he'd shoot him down. And if you timeline it out, that's the same time where he was saying the timeline they're giving on the balloons is when Millie came out publicly and and had said, I'll notify China if Trump's gonna do anything. I mean, that's treason.
2: Like before that he said that China's not our enemy. Right you know i mean this is uh, this guys it's out of control all of them
3: it's yeah, not just it's
2: not just him
3: i don't know about anybody watching this but i feel the communist party of china is our enemy i could be mistaken and so.
2: and and i also feel that they are in control of vast amounts of our government
3: mhm well and, yeah i mean and they and probably the doj too they control it through the money it's it's remarkable so this uh, is what happens
2: I, when you take god out of the out of the situation and money becomes who you worship
3: well you know we have to clarify that too they haven't taken god out of it they've just changed the god the god is now transgender the god is now the pride flag the lgbtq flag that's what they've done there's all the same belief systems that you put into your christian faith only we pray to the the cross and they pray to their lgbtq flag and that's where equity is like just destroying so many institutions because it's just godless people trying to ruin the country
2: there used to be a time when money wasn't the most important thing
3: right i'm saying you know i saw, oh, yeah. a,
2: I saw a good meme uh, going around that said uh teach your children that marriage is more important than money because it is right you know and well, a lot of a lot of that's gone well, and if you look to a general officer corps,
3: well, yeah. And if you look to the whole, I mean, how many things would be better if we could solve one issue in the African-American community and let's reconnect them to their faith and their family and like, how much different would that be?
2: I, I mean, uh, I'll tell you the way I feel about that. Um, nobody else can do that. They got to do that themselves.
3: Well, that right.
2: Just like, I'm just we, saying do. If just like African... we do. We got a pro- we got problems just like they do. I mean, it's not this is not nailed down to one subset of people. This is those guys are all white, man. Right. <laughs> I'm the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff. I mean, this is a morality problem we have in the whole country.
3: Oh, it is. And I mean the the upper echelon of the military has just been overtaken by communists and people without our best interests at heart, which is which the is remarkable.
2: Academy, they say the service academies are no better than liberal arts colleges anymore. And I believe right. that. Because I went, not to not to make a big deal out of it, but I went to Valley Forge Military Academy. Oh, nice. That, that son of a bitch was not a liberal arts school. Right. That was a gladiator pit. That was that was that was real stuff. You know, I had I went through more hard times at Valley Forge Military Academy than I did in the United States Army up until the time I went to Warren Officer Candidate School. Wow. I mean, I was—I got hung up on a on a coat hook in a in a cloakroom by my back of my neck. Really? Oh man, I can tell you some stories about that. I mean, it, it wasn't bad, but it was—it wasn't for everybody. Um, but to, to watch the 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 product that we have now, I mean, when when you have a a, a four star general that can't meet the height and weight requirements and still comes out in public, that's disgusting to me. Right. I, I retired because of that because I couldn't meet him anymore.
3: Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Well, and it's interesting too because they've they've made the military so much different and easier and they're still not meeting recruiting standards but 25%. Like my,
2: yeah. There's going to be a draft, ladies and gentlemen, and all right. those people, all those people walking across the border that can't write their own language, they're going to be in the military.
3: Right. Well, and that's what's funny too is where we're as all the lefties are incur- who hate the country who aren't going to don't want to defend it who are encouraging us to propel down the 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 loop into World War III, then it's like hey you know what all you kids on these college campuses like come on let's go like we got to go we we got to go to war so I, I mean good luck to them so
2: right uh, let's listen to a little bit of spin because there were some things that did not get covered in the State of the Union address, it was Shocking. rather remarkable. Uh, the the World War Three was not covered. Right. The, the Chinese spy balloon was not covered, but Chuck Schumer talked
4: about it. have the same agenda. Okay? So Republicans are, in, are stuck. They can't govern. They can't agree on anything. I, instead, they're focused on political theater. They don't do any, they're not trying to do anything real. And we hope they won't continue to do this on something as important as the surveillance balloon. China, China sent that surveillance balloon over. The the Biden administration was calm, calculated, and effective. According to, they listened to the military experts. They listened to the intelligence experts. And they did the right thing. But Republicans, even before they saw and knew what was happening... Started, some of them, not all, lambasting the president. Those criticisms were at best premature and in all probability highly political. This is one area where we don't need politics. So we need Democrats and Republicans to come together. We need the country to come together to condemn China for what it did.
2: So what would you get out of that?
4: Well,
3: it's... Interesting, because when he's talking about how Biden handled the balloon, which, which is ultimately what his point is, like China sent the balloon and then the balloon, you know, the Biden administration was calculated. I am no military expert and I do not profess to be one, but I've got to think the risk to American lives by shooting a balloon down over a large swath of Montana Versus letting a surveillance balloon travel over the entire continental United States and 32 military bases. I got to think I'll take the uh, I'll take the like, let's evacuate parts of Montana. You know, the, the balloon, if you've ever been there and for people who can't conceptualize like Montana, North Dakota, I remember driving through North Dakota At night, and there wasn't even a light you could see like that's how much empty space is in North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana. And I mean, you could have literally evacuated 20 human beings and cleared a 500 mile radius for these parts to land in. And so for them to come out and say that they were the, the rational ones and they were the mature ones and, and whatnot, it's, it's beyond comedy. And, and I don't know how, how anybody can say that that was a good idea to let the balloon float over the entire continental United States and follow its track. It was just tracking along all of our military bases. It was like it, it doesn't it – doesn't It's like nobody
2: cares anymore. right. It's unbelievable. I mean, I, I, maybe we need something to go off somewhere, right? You know, I mean, did, did, have you seen the have you seen the earthquake in Syria and Turkey? Fifteen thousand people now, I think.
3: Oh my God! The video coming out of that. Our prayers go out to them. That's remarkable. And and,
2: and to their credit, the Air Force is going to help the search and rescue effort, right? Uh, and and I have no love for Turkey or Syria, but it's the right thing to do,
3: right? Um, so, well, and what's crazy too is. Um, I mean, if you just look, it's entire buildings folding in on itself. And I've never seen... Ancient
2: castles and things.
3: Yeah, I've never seen anything like that. So, I I mean, for those, we don't, we don't have any video clips of it, but for those, like, go online and do a little searching, yeah. it's remarkable, the video footage coming out of there. So, I mean, it almost feels like the end of times. Not that you want to go all biblical on it, but it's like, it's crazy. Oh, well, we've had
2: earthquakes that big before, but it's just uh, not for a while. Right. Um, There was a a little bit of pushback uh, during the
5: uh, hate. Oh, yeah, this is great. Union speech should know what those plans are instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share. Some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you anybody who doubts it. Contact my office. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks, the idea is that we're not going to be we're not going to be moved into being threatened to default on the debt if we don't respond, folks. So folks, as we all apparently agree, Social Security and Medicare is off the off the books now. Right? They're not to be discussed. All right. We got unanimity.
2: (laughs) I love that. You see the whole left side of the aisle and Mitt Romney stand up. Right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> if there's any question, who's on your side? It should be answered now. Yeah. Well, and and here's where what Joe Biden's doing is so criminal: is Social Security is a real problem. The fact of the matter is, for nobody, for people who don't know how it works, we collect the money being paid out today to Social Security recipients is the money that was collected today from other taxpayers, and not exactly today, but the money you put aside for 30 years was spent. It's gone, it doesn't exist. And we're having fewer people working, making less money, contributing money. So if they're going to continue paying benefits, we have to figure out how to pay for that. And all Americans wanna make sure we live up to the promise of social security and nobody disputes that. But there's a time where we need to have like an adult conversation. And say, how are we going to do this?
2: We're past that. The, we don't have any adults left,
3: right? Well, and to have Democrats come out and say Republicans are going to cut Social Security and scaring old people and and giving out false you're, information.
2: You're the people that got rid of Trump. Trump had a plan, right? He was going to build us right out of it, and it would have worked. Yep. And, and it can it can work again, right? Ron DeSantis doesn't have any plans like that, by the way.
3: Oh, Ron just, DeSantis. Just saying.
2: Uh, but he had. We were well on our way. Right, um, but but you're right. It's it's math.
3: Well, and it's funny too because the other thing when Biden was talking about all his free stuff, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and we're going to tax the rich. So just to explain what their proposal is, they measure the income or the the value of rich people for how much it went up based on their unrealized capital gains. So in English, that means you own stock the stock went up. So they report that you made all this money and that your income went up. But the fact is, you didn't make that money until you sell the stock. And at the point when you sell the stock is when you pay the taxes. Elon Musk is a great example. He had however many, 45 bajillion dollars, and he sold like $4 billion worth of stock. He paid tax on that. But how the Democrats spin the whole, you're paying less tax than a school teacher, that's because they want to tax people before they've actually made the money. And that's their whole predicate. What they do is they take the top 400 or 600 families in America. They calculate how much their net worth went up and then how much taxes they paid. And then they say, oh, that's the number that, that should be used. But that just that just doesn't work. They don't have any, like, there is no money. They, they pay taxes when they actually make it money and take it from a stock to money. It's, it's remarkable.
2: And you're looking at a lot of phenomenon happening there when you have family farms for instance hundreds and hundreds of acres right the kids can't sell it
3: right or,
2: or they can't keep it it's just a, a no-win situation all the way around uh, i'll and- use
3: a real world example a friend of mine he bought ten thousand dollars worth of tesla stock like like eight nine years ago before it exploded and it went from ten thousand to a hundred thousand and he's a democrat and he's all tax the rich and i'm like okay how would you like to have to write a check for $30,000 to the government right now today? And he's like, well, I don't have $30,000. Well, no, you got to sell your Tesla stock to get $30,000 so that you can pay the federal government your taxes. And he's like, well, why, why would I do that? Like, I don't want to sell my stock. I want to hold on to it. And Why am I getting taxed on it? And rah, rah, rah. And, uh, and I'm like, this is exactly what they're proposing. And I mean, who knows what kind of ripple effects that would have in the system or or what the what the issue would be. But it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Their proposals.
2: Let's uh, let's listen to a couple more things before we go here. This is a highly educated uh, gentleman from Oxford University, as a matter of fact.
5: Washington, oh, yeah. you have to watch what people do, not what they say. Um, in Washington. What, what you do is what you believe, and everything else is just cottage cheese. <laughs> After two years, we know what President Biden believes because we, we know what he's done. Um, bigger government, higher taxes, more spending, more debt, more regulation, an open border, a weaker military, um, criminals are the good guys. Um, A a drag queen for every school library, whether the parents want that or not. Now, those aren't words. Um, That's President Biden's record.
2: Senator Kennedy,
3: I love Senator Kennedy. Like he is, I could listen to him talk all day.
2: He's he's Hollywood. Well, what's Oxford?
3: (laughs) Right. What's nice too about him is he hits a nail on the head. And it's kind of what we're saying about Kevin McCarthy and the rhinos and and all that. It's not what you say; it's what you do. And so let's look at the actual results and let let's see what ends up happening. It's yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. So it is.
2: I think I figured this out anyway. Let's uh, a couple more. Let's listen to uh, the Republican rebuttal from
3: this uh, is Ar- great Arkansas,
2: I Arkansas Governor.
6: And while you reap the consequences of their failures, the Biden administration seems more interested in woke fantasies than the hard reality Americans face every day. Most Americans simply want to live their lives in freedom and peace. But we are under attack in a left wing culture war. We didn't start and never wanted to fight. Every day we are told we must partake in their rituals, salute their flags and worship their false idols all while big government colludes with big tech to strip away the most American thing there is, your freedom of speech. That's not normal. It's crazy. And it's wrong. Make no mistake. Republicans will not surrender this fight. We will lead with courage and do what's right, not what's politically correct or convenient.
2: Good for you. I I hope she stays on the track. I'm waiting waiting to see if she breaks for DeSantis or not. Uh, You know, the
3: the interesting thing, I loved her speech, and I love Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I love when she was press secretary. I think she's bringing God back into things. Um, What was interesting, though, and I didn't know if it was to keep it less polarized or if it was an indication, like she never said Trump, and she never insinuated that. So that makes me wonder if she's not going to be, lean in DeSantis or or what I, I mean
2: i would hope that she would go to with with the person to the dance that brought her there right you know uh, but because i'd like to see her why don't you why don't you head up the republican governors association sarah oh yeah we, we, we need some help over there that's for damn sure
3: well and i gotta say we'll see what she does i mean she's taken a lot of good steps early on in her tenure as governor and i'm yeah i mean i've been i'm really excited i think she's got a bright future
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna Hey, I'm gonna wait. I, w- I want to see because she, there was another time that she wouldn't mention Trump either, right? Uh, that she was talking, she was being interviewed. So, I-, I have no time for that. I mean, that to me. That's uh, you, nobody else is gonna beat this machine. There's just no. I don't care who it is. You know that well, they just don't have the. You, you can't. You can't be part of this circus, right? And turn it around from the inside. Well, they'll and kill, they'll and, kill you.
3: And that's what's difficult. That's where you know, my love of president Trump is, and it was funny when people are talking about splitting the party pre 2016, I hated Republicans. I liked the values they talked about faith and constitution and second amendment, but they never did it. They were corrupt. They were the party of the rich. They were part of the military industrial complex getting rich. I found myself having to vote for Democrats because I hated the corrupt Republicans. Those same Republicans still exist. Now, there's a new wave of real Republicans who actually believe the things they say and that they want to do and and actually are trying to improve the country and shrink government and that sort of thing. And and that's where, you know, guys like Matt Gaetz and Lauren Boper and Marjorie Taylor Greene, even though she's got a little wonky with with McCarthy. Um, you know that's why those guys are so important, and, and that's where Ron DeSantis I really thought was going to fall into that constitutional vein of like a real Republican instead of the Rhino, and it just breaks my heart when I see what he's becoming and how he's becoming the things we hate, and it's you know I hope I'm wrong, and I hope that he actually no, becomes you're not wrong. You know yeah, no. the, the
2: the thing about it is you have to look at what's at stake. And with Donald Trump in charge, everything's off the table, man. I mean, right. Big Pharma, you know, why do you think Big Pharma, that's, that's a big reason why a lot of the uh, donor class went against Trump. Right. Because they come from Big Pharma. Exactly. And Joe Biden didn't start that. Trump started that. Right. He exposed it for what it is. People in other countries pay less than we pay. Right. And the company's here. You know, it's disgusting. But one more, uh, Sarah Huckabee.
6: So forgive me for not believing much of anything I heard tonight from President Biden. From out-of-control inflation and violent crime to the dangerous border crisis and threat from China, Biden and the Democrats have failed you. They know it, and you know it. And it's time for a change.
2: Indeed. I agree. It's it's something that uh, I, the, the the thing that that gets me the most though is can you imagine that that many people are in that capital, um, that are compromised, right? I mean, I mean, over half of that well, not over half, half of that room is criminal. I mean, how do you have a guy, Joe Biden, Mitch McConnell too, by the way, right? Who never had a real job in the right. private sector, never, unless you count his lifeguard job, I guess. But this man is a multi-millionaire. He's married to a freaking school teacher. Why isn't he under investigation? Right. Mitch McConnell never did anything else in his life except marry a Chinese fang fang. Right. So I think that's where he got some of his money from her family. But he made a lot of it on his own. And he made it by insider trade dealing and by by, uh, uh, pork and kickbacks and things like the Ukraine war. I mean, these people, for us to hold them up high on a pedestal is disgusting to me. I was looking at that Paul Pelosi and thinking somebody ought to come down and arrest him.
3: Right. Well, and it's funny, too, because, like, from my own political journey, you know, back in the day, pre-President Trump, I voted for Democrats because I thought they were stupid, but at least they were kind of honest. Like, Paul Wellstone was from Minnesota. I I thought his policies were the dumbest ever. But I like the guy, and I thought, you know what? He actually believes in something, and he might believe in a bad idea, but I don't think he's corrupt and taking money and all that. You know, that's
2: a perfect example of the the clown show that is the Democrat Party. Right. At Paul Wellstone's funeral, they turned it into a campaign event.
3: And Paul Wellstone, even though I disagreed with many of his beliefs of governance— He was a good guy who I thought felt he was doing the right thing, and you could actually debate with him or exchange, and he actually had some ideas he he thought out. But for anybody to look at the Democrat Party, especially right now, and not say, holy cow, there's so much corruption in the Democrat Party, and we've always had it in the Republican Party, we will never doubt that the military industrial complex, the pharmaceutical complex has taken over a large chunk of the Republican Party. But just the 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 complete lack of like if you look at Joe Biden's finances and you bring it up and it's like, oh, what about President Trump? He did blah, 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 blah. And, and it's like, no, no, no. Can we just talk about Joe Biden for a second? Like there is troubling things and you can't even engage in that conversation. And like people don't I mean, invest. The, guy
2: the guy's a pedophile on worldwide television right. once a week right
3: and and no one no one will address it no one will talk about it it's uh it's yeah it's pretty remarkable so
2: i mean i'd be embarrassed to be brett bear
3: right right now you're you're failing man where you at well yeah and really where's the media i mean just the joe biden penn center
2: we got to do it on here
3: we got to do it on here why don't you give us a hand what, well, it's funny because, like I'll post stuff on my Twitter account, like, hey, here's Joe Biden's taxes. Does anybody know what this these LLCs he's got six million dollars from do? And, and like you, you don't see it anywhere. even like googling, like you would think some other than some Yahoo from Minnesota sitting on his computer, you'd think somebody in some legacy media would go, that's weird. Joe Biden has an LLC made six million dollars from in 2017 wonder where that money came from like seems like an obvious question but instead you ask a question about that and and all of a sudden it's like well donald trump did you hear what he did on his taxes and he's gonna go to jail and it's january
2: like, 6th they tried to overturn the government right with no guns right you know the oh average, average age is 65 right it's unbelievable yeah it's and, crazy the, the media's criminals, man. It, and, and, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We got a reckoning. We got an awakening coming. We have to. We have to. this, This pendulum needs to start swinging the other way. Right. I don't know what's going to make that happen, but boy, I hope something does.
3: You know, the trick, too, is I think we think of it like a pendulum where it swings back and forth. And really, it's more like a tug of war where it's like a big rope. And right now, one side's pulling so hard and... Because the leaders on the Republican Party have let them pull that far. I mean, go back and go back 40 years. I mean, think about abortion. When Bill Clinton was pushing for safe, legal and rare, there is no way people would have been okay saying let's have people wearing pink hats with vaginas on them, celebrating how many abortions, you know, having cakes about it. The American people would have never stood for it, but the left got that win, and then they got that win, and they just kept ratcheting it down until, I mean, we're almost in an unrecognizable position from where we were 30 years ago, you know?
2: No, that's absolutely right. Um, I'm just going over here to see if we... Uh, I saw a couple of things that were kind of kind of funny. Uh, if you notice. Kirsten Cinema had a very tight dress on uh, with wings up on her shoulders. Um, but she was sitting right next to Mitt Romney. And Mitt Romney was having some impure thoughts, man, I'm telling you. Uh, I was looking at that thinking, man, what is going on? And Jason locked up. Don't know what's going on. He's all locked up. But uh, anyway, all right. So uh, one thing I don't like is I don't like the uh, let me see something here. If we can get him back. Oh, okay, maybe not. Uh, something happened with Jason, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure he'll be back in as soon as he can. Uh, I, I don't like the uh, situation with the personal stories. Like, I thought it was very uncomfortable when uh, they talked to the family of the gentleman that, that got killed by the police in uh, Memphis. I thought that was very uncomfortable. I didn't like the the talking to the interracial cancer family. I I, think, I don't think that has any class. I wish they'd stop doing that. I wish they would stop bringing people in. Maybe if you have a, an Olympic gold medalist or something like that or, or something, but all these personal heartstrings tugging stories, to me, on both sides, are phony. I don't like them at all, a- and I wish they would stop. I'm um, about ready to get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, Uh, we have a special guest tomorrow you're going to want to tune in tomorrow we have mike lindell will be on the program we will talk to him about anything that's going on in mike lindell's mind we're we're not going to have him in a claw box he's going to be in his own studio Uh, and then on uh monday we have laura loomer is coming onto the program so you won't want to miss miss that and wayne will be back for uh both of those events um Again, it was a, a hate, of the, hate of the union uh, address by Joe Biden and all the likely clowns showed up. I, I still can't, can't get rid of the image of the GOP Senate minority leader wearing a Ukrainian tie. That just uh, blew me away. Uh, it was, it's, a, it's an assault, a slap in the face. Uh, and and the, the base is past that. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Thank you for watching, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate it. Wayne will be back tomorrow with Mike Lindell. Have a great day.
3: You've been listening to the award-winning Wayne Dupree podcast